Praise the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Father, you're present here with us by your spirit to heal. I just want to continue to declare that in this place. Amen. As they often say, I don't know who I'm talking to, but if you need God to heal you and emotionally, physically, mentally, financially, on this Good Friday, it is possible. Father, bow your head with me one more time. Father, we thank you that you have been wounded for our transgressions, and by your stripes, we are healed. In Jesus' name, amen. It's Good Friday. This is a time of which the church focuses on those dark hours and days of which the Savior endured a cruel injustice. He was innocent of all charges, and yet for some reason, he continued in what the Father had planned from the foundation of the world. So tonight, I just want to invite you to turn with me, please, to the book of John, chapter number one. Before our praise team comes back and ministers to us, it's a temptation for us. I pray tonight that although you may be saved for a number of years, that the message of Good Friday doesn't become familiar and become old. We pray that the Holy Spirit will give you fresh revelation of what we have the honor and the privilege to be able to read about that the first century believers did not. And so as we celebrate this day, we look into the writing of John. And in verse 29 is where we will be looking at. There's only two points I want to make tonight as I'm before you. My first point is this, look, the Lamb of God. And the second point is this, will we follow the Lamb of God? Many are looking, but how many are following the Lamb of God? And in John chapter 1, verse 29 John has spent the introduction of his gospel, which I recommend if you are a new believer. Where if in 2021 you want to reset, I encourage you to read the book of John again. Apart from the book of Genesis, John is my favorite book. For in his introduction, he introduces Christmas in a very unique way. And the word became flesh and dwelt among us. You see, John's audience was Greek, and so he had to give them the logos. He had to give them the, the understanding of the word. And so he begins by giving them the Christmas message, and he says, The word became flesh and dwelt among us, and we beheld his glory, full of what? Grace and truth. Then John continues on, and he gives a testimony because they asked the question, who are you, John? I see you're baptizing people. You, you look familiar. You are doing things that were spoken about by Malachi. You, you are doing these things. Who are you? Are you the prophet that is to come? 
who are you, John? And so John could have given them his miraculous birth. John could have told them, listen, I'm favorite. I'm closest to God. This is John the Baptist, not John the beloved, who was so bold to say the one whom Jesus loves. And by the way, it is only in John do you read that particular statement. But this is John the Baptist. He's coming on and they says, who are you? And and after they ask the question, John says, I'm not the prophet. I'm, I'm not Elijah. And he gives these what I'm not. He finally just declares, I am the voice. And I want to encourage you on this Good Friday from this day forward. Do not ever get to a place where you elevate yourself above God. For we simply make noise. He is the voice. And so John the Baptist says, I can give you my prejudice. I can, I can give you everything. Excuse me. I can give you my miraculous entrance into this thing. But he's saying that I am the voice. The voice that's declaring something. And so now he says, I have to introduce to you the greatest of all time. And so in verse 29, he says, the next day, John saw Jesus coming. Picture with me just for a moment that beautiful sight that we read in the scriptures that that we see his birth and then we recognize and Luke writes that he's 12 years old. But now he's entering ministry. And so here is John who was saying that he saw Jesus coming towards him. On this Good Friday, I want to encourage you that Jesus, by the spirit, is coming towards you right where you are tonight. If you believe that, indicate it by either clapping your hand or saying, thank you, Jesus. This was the next day. John saw Jesus coming and it says towards him and said, look, the Lamb of God, the Lamb of God. See, one writer says that um, he introduces Jesus as the one who demands all our attention. And I want to encourage you to get the most out of a gathering that whenever you gather with believers, make sure that you take time out to say the one who deserves and demands all attention is Jesus. The one we should wait upon is Jesus. That every other agenda must bow to the presence of Jesus. I want to encourage you on this Good Friday that if you want and you want to experience an encounter from God, give the room and the space to Jesus. The enemy will try to fill the space with a bunch of things that will preoccupy your mind. But if you ever give the attention that is deserving to Jesus, you will see on this Good Friday, why he deserves and demands all of our attention. It's one thing to say he deserves it, but he demands it as well. He demands it. And he continues and says, it should be that you would introduce someone else better than you would introduce yourself. And so John doesn't waste time giving every detail about his life. He says, no, behold, the King James puts it, or the New Living Translation, look, the Lamb of God. And to the Jewish mind, they would have recognized who this Lamb 
is. But perhaps to them it was a lamb. And so they could have looked and says, well, Moses spoke before the great plague of where the killing of the firstborn, where they told him to take a lamb and, and to kill it and to put the blood on the door so it would pass over. Or they could have looked and says, perhaps this is the prophet that they talked about in Isaiah, the one who was the servant who was slain. Or perhaps they were talking about a lamb that was to be brought daily as a sacrifice. Can you imagine that? There were constant and continual sacrifice being made by a lamb that was required according to the Old Testament law. Perhaps you never read this, but in Jeremiah chapter 11, it's also known as the gentle lamb. And so when he says, behold, or look, the Lamb of God, they could have been trying in their mind to try to figure out which Lamb is he speaking and referring to. Was it the scapegoat Lamb, according to Leviticus Leviticus chapter 16? Which Lamb was being talked about? Was it the warrior Lamb that was being talked about in the intertestamental time between Malachi and Matthew? Which Lamb is being Talked about by John. And John says it's not a lamb. It is the lamb. Look. The lamb of God. And in that place we can look and we can clap our hands and we can say yes. This was what was fulfilled and was talked about. But John doesn't stop there. John goes deeper because we tell people about Jesus and they say, great, that's awesome. But there's more to the story than just a lamb. It is the lamb of God. And perhaps you've never read the rest of verse 29 of John chapter 1, but it says, who takes away the sin of the world. That's the meat of the message right there. That's the part that we must grasp. That's the part that is vital To our relationship with God is that not only is he the lamb of God, but he's the one who takes away the sin of the world. He takes away the sin of the world. So therefore, Good Friday then is an opportunity for us to introduce Jesus, the lamb of God, who takes away the sins of the world. So when people ask you, what's the big deal of Good Friday? You tell them it is about the lamb of God. But wait, there's more. There's more. It's not just about this lamb. It is about he takes away the sins of the world. Can someone give him praise and give him glory for that? What a powerful introduction by John. That now we have access to the father. What an amazing Amazing love. So Isaiah 53 verse 7 gives us the details of why he demands our attention. For it says in Isaiah 53 verse 7, he was oppressed and treated harshly. Yet he never said a word. The lamb didn't say a word. I don't know about you, but... Just driving today, I had to repent, says, God, forgive me. <laughs> because when I felt I was oppressed, <laughs> I couldn't help. And I said, Jesus, please forgive me. 
But here he was oppressed, the one who had all power. Jesus says, if I want to, can you imagine having that much restraint? That people are talking about power and here you are, the all-powerful one. Look, the Lamb of God didn't say a word. And oftentimes you think God is silent because he doesn't care. And what he's saying is I'm not silent because I don't care. What I want you to understand is that the greatest need that you had was you were separated from God because of sin. And I took that away. And here he is now. He says he was led like a lamb to the slaughter. And as a sheep is silent before the shearers, shearers, he did not open his mouth. Again, this was God's promise. And God kept his promise that the blood of the lamb Just like how it freed the people of Israel to be spared from God's wrath. The Lamb of God redeems. There's a great biblical word. This word redeem. It has various meaning, but part of it means that he purchased you. That the blood of Jesus Christ, the Lamb of God was said, redeemed us from the Penalty that was due for our sin. What an amazing truth to understand and to reflect. And so we not only behold the lamb, we look at the blood of the lamb. What can wash away my sins? Come on, nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. There's no obstacle in the way for me now to behold the Lamb of God. Why? Because the blood was shed for us. What can wash away my sin? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. For Peter writes in 1 Peter 1, 18. For you know that God paid a ransom to save you from the empty life you inherited. From your ancestors. And it was paid with, it was not paid with mere gold or silver, which lose their value. It was the best lamb of God. See, if we proclaim Jesus and we don't first talk about the Jesus who took away the sin of the world, then you and I do not understand the Jesus of the Bible. If we don't tell people that the penalty of sin was paid on the cross because of Jesus, then they will make him simply be a genie in a bottle. They'll simply make Jesus be a great motivational speaker. They'll make Jesus be the person who centers everything. No, no, no. He's not some force. He is the Lamb of God that was slain from the foundation of the earth. So you and I can have a relationship with Jesus. The precious blood of Jesus. You see... Please don't do this. Please, the world needs to know this great message. You see, Christ without the cross is an offense to God. And it is not the gospel. He says not to offend. We tell people and we define the gospel as this. God without wrath brought a people without sin into a kingdom without judgment through the ministration. Of Christ without a cross. 
You see, we can't speak of Christ and say there's no cross. That's offensive. That's not the good news. You see, the good news on Good Friday is this. Look to the lamb. He takes away sin. He takes away the sin of the world. And what he wants us to know today that our biggest problem is this. We need a savior. Come on. Our biggest problem is not our lack of education. It's not the politics. It's not whether we are right or wrong. The issue is this, that we need a savior. The biggest problem that I have and that you have is that we are sinners who need a savior. Behold the Lamb of God, which takes away the sins of the world. And so after John introduces Jesus, he asks the question now in verse 35. Nothing is holding us back from you. I want to ask you tonight, will you continue to follow the Lamb of God? Will you continue to follow the Lamb of God? John chapter 1 verse 35 says, The following day John was again standing with two of his disciples. As Jesus walked by, John looked at him and declared, Look, there is... The Lamb of God. Did you notice the difference? First he says, behold, the Lamb of God. This time now, he says, there is the Lamb of God. And when the disciples, verse 37, heard this, they followed Jesus. Nothing is holding us back from you. The greatest barrier to everything life was sin. The penalty of sin. And so on this Good Friday, as we noticed that he was wounded, he was beaten, he suffered, he was pierced. All that the crucifixion, all that the Romans did to him, all that the Jewish religious leaders lied about him was simply for this. Will you follow the Jesus of the cross? Behold, the Lamb of God. Not the Jesus of our convenience, but the Jesus of the cross. Not the Jesus that the culture has made into. But will we follow the Jesus of the cross? Will we miss another moment to be able to say, behold the Lamb of God. But will we get to this place where we says we will follow the Jesus of the cross. Let me ask you, will you deny yourself, take up your cross, and follow Jesus? For Good Friday is the message of the gospel. It is for us to tell the story. When you follow the Lamb of God, tell the story, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth. When you leave this place, I want to encourage you to tell the story, to say to somebody, look, the Lamb of God Which takes away the sin of the world. Will you follow him tonight? For nothing is holding you back from him.